0: This conversation is sponsored by Medlabs.
1: This is what I know. We're all connected to one another, the earth and all her inhabitants. We thrive on these connections, real ones that touch our soul, fill our hearts and invigorate our mind. I have been so fortunate to experience this all my life, meeting extraordinary, ordinary folks who inspire and provoke. My name is Khadijah Mhaisen. Welcome to Adventures of the Soul Conversations. My hope is that they will fill your cup as they have filled mine. My guest for this conversation is Zena Sahyoun, head of community building at Med Labs. You're probably wondering what community building and healthcare have to do with each other. This is in fact the reason why we sat down for this chat. When I first met Zena, we talked about meditation. She left me impressed and intrigued. She is the manifestation of when science meets spirituality. I needed to dig more. I discovered that 20 years after its establishment in Jordan, Medlabs underwent a spiritual awakening of its own, embarking on a mission to humanize and revitalize the moral core of its corporate culture, transforming itself into an integral holistic enterprise that cares about its employees and patients. This conversation is an eye and heart opener for anyone interested in personal growth. It's also essential for our human evolution in the 21st century, when the world is rapidly changing, relying on artificial intelligence and the advancement of biotech and infotech, leaving individuals and corporations grappling with existential questions about their roles and core beliefs. Zeyna was adamant this conversation not be about her, but about MedLab's journey to rediscover its core beliefs, to rethink marketing into community building, and realign itself to become a more human-centric, caring company that nurtures healthy society. But the truth is we can never separate the part from the whole. The company's transformation has realigned Zena and all 400 of its employees. Zena is a molecular biologist with an MBA, currently working on her PhD at the International Transform Institute on Integral Enterprises. To set off the conversation, I opened with a quote from Yuval Harari's 21 lessons for the 21st century. Unfortunately at present we're not doing much to research and develop human consciousness. We're researching and developing human abilities mainly according to the immediate needs of the economic and political system rather than according to our own long-term needs as conscious beings. And it really made me think of you and what you do. Um, to backtrack just a little bit, um, I remember the, the first time we spoke um, it was really, really strange for me that uh, someone who is coming from the health sector and the Mm -hmm. business world was talking about mindfulness and meditation. And um, uh, I think you were uh, telling me about uh, your studies, your PhD work. Mm -hmm. And I was taken aback that uh, somebody in this sector, in the business world, was even speaking about mindfulness and meditation. Um, so maybe we should start by you telling me um, about what you're doing right now mm-hmm. and then we'll take it into um, you know, the, the work, we'll okay. talk about Medlabs.
0: Well, f- um, first of all, thank you for having me. Oh, it's, it's a really pleasure. An, an honour and a pleasure to talk, uh, to talk about our journey. Uh, so I've been with uh, Medlabs, uh, it's a local laboratories company that's been around for 25 years and just like any company um, it went through phases of evolution so those pioneering 10 years of excitement um, when the founders really felt that the one-man show model of business in in lab medicine was really limited and no one lab director is really an expert in all fields of lab medicine just like no one doctor is a cardiologist and a pediatrician and 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 the idea was the time had come for a group practice uh, model to be built um where under one roof you'd have all the specializations and you'd have uh, better patient care, you'd have uh, uh, better pooled resources for more accurate results and better equipment etc etc. So MedLab was created and there was this excitement for 10 years and then suddenly we went from four labs to 25 and there was a real need for systemization. So it's managing 30 staff is not like 150. And so they embarked on another 10 years or so of uh, getting accreditations, putting standards, policies, procedures, etc. All with this culture of the end outcome being caring for patients and delivering the most accurate results so doctors could make the right diagnosis and treatment. After 20 years, and, and I had been there already, around 12 years or 10 years at that point.
1: And you come from a scientific uh, yes, come back background. From, from, yes, yeah, so yeah. my
0: background is uh, uh, genetics and molecular biology, yeah. but I also worked in an FMCG in London for a while, in Beirut, and then I did an MBA. So it's kind of, I have a combination. So then we felt that somehow the morale of the staff and the excitement was not like it was when the flame was first ignited in the pioneering years, which is understandable and which is something that a lot of companies go through. You're and stagnate stagnate or you know the buy-in the, do the staff really you know come and give go the extra mile with patients especially because our clients are patients it's it's very sensitive um, or are they just doing nine to five and and leaving and so this question really started bothering us and we, we looked at all the traditional HR oh increase the incentives or do this plan or the other but really what it came down to is what our CEO and founder had always believed through his whole career that companies fall into the trap of um, losing humanity in the workplace. Human consciousness. Absolutely. So that loss of the sense of humanity in the workplace really sparked a journey that Medlabs has been on for the last five years. So the CEO and the vice CEO uh, who took on this journey to begin with uh, the Vice CEO actually became a PhD student with these consultants who we work with in Europe, the Transform Center, and they believe in integral, integrality, integral health, integral management.
1: Yeah, can I stop you there? Because yeah. I think w- we were talking about this before we started uh, taping. So I come from this whole approach that I have a, this holistic thinking, holistic mm-hmm. approach, holistic perspective. Yeah. I, I'm, by whole, I say W, I mean the W-H-O-L-E. Um, So all along, as I was thinking about your journey and what you're doing, um, the one thing that comes to mind is whole, holistic. Mm -hmm. And then as I was reading some background material, I find that you use integral a lot, and integral, integral. Mm -hmm. And I think we were just uh, trying to debate what the definitions were. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, give me yours, and then we'll see. if I think think we're talking about the same thing. I'm sure we are.
0: I mean, an integral approach is really... Um, integrating all the aspects of what in the transform management center that we worked with. The parts. The parts. So, and in its approach it is holistic. Yes. Right, and in going through the journey, the integral journey to become an integral enterprise or um, an integral health system or whatever, integral person even, you're taking a holistic approach um, to doing doing that. So for example, in, in our case, um, the whole is greater than the salon. The of its whole part. is definitely. So we decided, yeah. we said, okay, what we need to do is, number one, go back to why we exist. Number two, assess whether our staff all know that.
1: Right? So when you say why you exist, are you talking about core values? Yeah, okay. mainly the core
0: values. What was our inspiration? What are we, uh, what are we setting out to do? on an emotional, spiritual level, right? Not just the bottom line. Yeah,
1: I don't, I ha- I don't think I have ever spoken to anyone, and especially in this part of the world, actually anyone, um, that speaks about the spiritual aspect when it comes to yeah. business. Well,
0: well, what we found actually is that when we redefined you know, that we want to care for patients yeah. and that we want to do good in the community and that we want to nurture a healthy society, that's our ultimate game, um, um, aim. Um, it starts with the individual. So the model on this integral path is first the self, and then the organization, then the community, and then the society as a whole. And it's kind of a healing process, right? So we started asking people, why did you study medical laboratory science? And people say, no one ever asked us that. Or you know, what's, your, what's your inner calling? And so many people say, what do you mean by inner calling? Um, you ask it in Arabic,
1: in our society, ish- I mean, I mean, so, I mean, Zena, you ask people who are uh, graduates of yeah. of sciences about inner calling and uh, to them this is something completely Chinese, alien. Yeah, Ch- yeah. Absolutely. But even for you, I remember we spoke a few days ago and you told me that you were undergoing a certain exercise yeah. that was forcing you to really sit and think. Yeah. These are really difficult questions difficult and questions. something impossible, absolutely. let alone come and ask some you know people in our culture in mm-hmm. our part of the world exactly. to think about core values or exactly. to even think about purpose exactly. and, and how does this relate to my job exactly. and this whole approach about compartmentalizing my work life versus my personal life mm-hmm. my humanity versus exactly. like i'm a different i'm not a, i don't know if it's the culture here to think of ourselves our, as human consciousness when it comes to the work. business world, yeah. the work,
0: absolutely, and that's what we try to do, so which is unheard said, of. Unheard of. <laughs> so we actually ask people, <laughs> And they would say, well, هذا yeah. اللي right? So and this is my, my average from my tawjihi score got me into this, and then we we probe further. We say, okay, we do understand that this is the culture, but that average could have got you into IT or hmm. literature. Why did you choose lab medicine? There must be a reason why you went into biology or health. That is linked to some greater purpose. And so a lot of people were forced to sort of look inwards when maybe ne- they had never done so before and assess whether this is really something they believe in, they have a passion for, they love. And are they in the right place? Does it fulfill them that they come and And did work? you feel
1: when you were going through this, because uh, I, you know, I read that you actually, you know, this has taken a while. And yeah, this is something you've been institutionalizing uh, in, your, in your work. Uh, what was the initial response? Uh. and Did people, like, people want to quit?
0: Nobody yeah. wanted to quit. There was definitely a sense of, oh, what I are mean, they doing? De- these people have gone to La La Land. I mean, this yeah. all, What's all this fluffy talk about yeah. inner calling emotions. and emotions, etc. Um, some really resisted, like you know, I don't have time for this. Or What does this have to do with, you know, work? I have work to do. I have to go home. I, I don't have time. Uh, but slowly, slowly, especially when they saw that the leadership was going on this journey fully invested and fully invested Mm -hmm. and really believed that the outcome for everyone would be a sense of fulfillment for the self for each and every individual in med labs as well as the organization because you're not separate from any of it because we're all part of this integral holistic entity and so following the four worlds path that that these professors at transform had uh, which, had is, the out, which is the program you're doing now yeah that we did at med and that we're doing now for our next project and now this
1: is your phd this, work yeah yeah
0: it's the basis of my phd yeah. we broke up our management into a south, southeast northwest so their approach to everything is global in uh, abstract let's say imagination okay. so if you think of the south of the world it's Africa comes to mind, right, which is a very community-based society. You think east, it's pretty spiritual, you have all your Taoism and Buddhism all comes out of there. You go north and think European, uh, it's very, research (laughs) and, yeah, but also they documented things over history and, yeah, and then the west is very um, enterprise and business and
1: American. So we looked at our business model and we said, all right, so... Where were you in this when you first looked at?
0: Marketing. We no, were no, no, no. Where,
1: where was the company in this north, east, west? South? The whole
0: company was north, east, west, south. So that's what I'm saying. We no, no. When it. you first started looking oh, at, oh, we you were, were northwest. Northwest, right? Yeah. Science and business. Yeah. There was absolutely no touching on community and sense of self. There was no going to the east with exploring your your purpose and your higher thinking. Mm. as as most companies, it's very. American model, right, yeah. or Western model? I mean, there are some fantastic American most companies,
1: models. most schools, schools, most homes. Thank you. Most, most approaches to yeah.
0: everything yes. is the enterprise thinking and the northern. Yeah. You know, I've got stuff to do and places to be and and based on skills. Exactly what you were saying, as opposed to like being. Um, and so we took each section of the company and we broke it up. We said, all right, HR, marketing, finance, and all the operations need to evolve to a higher level thinking. Of consciousness. Right. Yes. So we said marketing is going to go from marketing, sales, advertising to community building. And
1: you actually changed the name. And we actually changed the name. Yeah. Said. But then, you know, the staff was like, what the heck is community building? How is that related? So How do you like. define community? Because there's now, you know, I read a lot, and there's now uh, a movement that says community, by definition, is uh, Discr- discriminatory and um, uh, isolation, isolationist uh-huh. uh, because when you by definition community is a group of people that share that are similar in their values in their beliefs and by that by by, by by definition, this will alienate others who don't necessarily shame this. I don't believe this. I don't I, believe it either. Yeah.
0: And, and certainly a community is a, is a group of people who have to share something. But actually, the more diverse, the more interesting. So maybe
1: what they share, going back to the issue of human consciousness, is they is probably share this openness to explore and recognize that there is a part to us that is
0: what, what worth investing. What we say yeah. is the
1: shared community value
0: yeah. is humanity. Yeah. That's yeah. the shared
1: value. So I think we use so your humanity is the human consciousness and emotional skills that Yuval Harari talks about in his book. Actually, the premise of this actually is in. Let me tell you because it's very much in line with what you're doing. And if he's saying this is, you know, these are this is what is happening in the twenty first century, mm-hmm. and we're talking about this in the next five years, ten years, this mm-hmm. is not too far off. <laughs> you guys are in the lead. In the lead, why? Because according to him and it makes complete sense very soon we're going to be replaced by artificial intelligence absolutely. and machines so you know probably labs are going to replace doctors and labs and maybe lab maybe these trackers are going to yeah. l- replace labs so these uh, mobile yeah, trackers we wear are going to give non- us non
0: invasive testing exactly and all of the people can monitor their own so where
1: does that leave somebody like you you what know and that. and where does that leave doctors and yeah. where does that leave um absolutely. scientists and and this is where the issue of human consciousness and, um, you know, working on emotions. So I think you guys are in the lead, at least from what I'm reading right now.
0: What we really hoped for on this journey is to return a sense of, um, as I said, fulfillment and wholeness to each individual in the company. Empowering. Empowering them um, to give from the heart, not because there's a policy that says they have to do so. So going back to the community building, we decided that we we defined two communities, the Mm -hmm. internal corporate, our our med labs community, so our relations between each other, uh, and then the external community, which is the people we serve. And we started changing even the way we audit became a shadowing uh, exercise. The way we advertise became, no advertising, it's just health awareness. The way we um, communicate is two-way engagement. So we changed, really, we turned things around.
1: Um, and then we we can but you really, cha- changed it really on, change the as opposed it to, to others that you know they do they hire these team building uh, uh, companies yeah. consultants that come and do something once a month and you know we can write on yeah, paper yeah. and when we publish our uh, like end of that. year report uh, we've had three community team building events no, and no, no. you really do it
0: no no we really do and all the communication yeah. um, in the company is based on that
1: so tell me more about the shadowing because that falls under again, investment in human consciousness and human potential yeah. because what you're doing is, there's an element of uh, mentorship and, exactly. and, and growth. So there was, so
0: rather than auditing, and you know, I'm going to tick boxes And I'm your boss and I'm, and I'm, I'm judging boss, yeah. you and yeah. It turned into sort of a uh, a shadow, meaning yeah. that I'm there to to, to, to monitor, or not monitor, support. to support, exactly, on a learning journey yeah. with you uh-huh. and from me and vice versa, yes. uh, human behavior. Uh-huh. Like, how empathetic are you with each other, with your patients? It's not really about...
1: Even the relationship between the mentor and the mentee, yeah, I yeah, imagine. Absolutely.
0: yeah So at any time when our shadowers would go and spend a day at the lab, it always ended with something that we have now completely adopted in, in med labs, going back to this not being a one-time thing, it's internal, nobody external did this for us, something called care circles. Mm -hmm. Um, And a care circle is basically an informal meeting where there are no hierarchies. They're held, hopefully, we encourage our labs and even our staff and management to do this once a week. And there's one inspirational um, topic that's discussed. So it's not about... yeah, it's a theme. Okay. So it's not about uh, the work of today or what happened to the result from yesterday. No, no. Give today, me an example for a theme. We're going to talk about um, empathy. Okay. What does empathy mean to you? So everybody gets a turn, thinking about this, and then thinking about it in relation
1: to how we care for our patients. And Who decides the themes, and how do you? We we
0: set out. We sent out a, a, a bunch of suggestions. Ah, okay. They're all tied into the care model of MedLab. So when I said south, yeah, east, northwest. Um, the C is for community building, so we didn't get to the East. The East, we said HR should no longer be human resources, we're going to evolve it to awakening conscious evolution.
1: Do you think it made a difference when you changed the It names? made a
0: big difference. We started even changing the way we interview, the way we do orientation. We reoriented 450 staff to this whole mode of thinking. We started asking people in interviews about their purpose. So
1: your HR staff. Did you find there was pushback, or was there like an intrigue? intrigue. There was intrigue. There definitely What's was intrigue. On? And uh. by the
0: way, when you when you just get beyond people's initial discomfort, I want to call it uh, not a negative discomfort. Just it's because it's unusual to be it's asked. It's unheard of. Unheard of. When you get past that, you find that people have,
1: you know, they're just waiting a, for a somebody, sea to... Of, yeah. yeah, emotions or, yeah. or stories to share, or so especially that again, going back to the issue of culture it's inbuilt in us from a very young age to avoid speaking about anything to do with emotion. Yeah, it's very difficult. Or to suppress emotion even, even with our kids, You know, don't cry, what can I do for you to stop crying? Absolutely. Uh, Versus, okay, what is this about? Let's talk about feelings, I mean, this is something unheard of. So I can't even imagine, you know, you'd go to an HR uh, person and say, listen, we're gonna talk about empathy today. And
0: And the step before that was that we asked every head of department to write a concept paper. Mm. So imagine it's head of IT or materials management, been there 20 years, and you say, write a concept paper about your purpose. Yeah. Do you co- give them guidelines? We or? gave them basic guidelines, but in, you know, some people say to me, I have no idea. And then after probing and probing, they'd come up with you know, amazing stories of how their father inspired them, or how you know, one of Arnavash, our, our directors was a chess champion, a cha- and, and how chess, Really influenced his life, or you find out all sorts of interesting things. Um, we also asked everybody to to go back to their lab because you know we have several fifty labs or so, and within each team to discuss with one another their own personal core values, which is not something anybody, you know, people share easily.
1: Oh, definitely not with superiors, for sure, if there's a hierarchy in the operation, yeah.
0: But we tried, and we said, do two things. Have an exercise of identifying your core values, and then come up with your suggestion for the company's mission, vision, values. And we changed even the terminology for those. So vision became inspiration, Mm -hmm. our mission is now our path, Uh and our values are our core beliefs core values, core beliefs. Why did you
1: change the terminology?
0: Because we felt that um, even those are so Northwest and so um, adopted from typical corporate uh, structures. And they didn't really resonate no, because they, they were different. The yeah, we, yeah. uh, we wanted everyone to feel that they were inspired or that, that this company was a source of inspiration and they were part of that inspiration. So we asked each member of Medlabs to write their idea of what the inspiration the path and the core values were for themselves and for the company and then we narrowed these down and so it came from within so as opposed to top down and from that we get these inspirational um, issues that we discuss in care circles and so these care circles happen ah, all the time so they're
1: based on the the core what values out, that have come yeah. up okay
0: and so these care circles are happening across the country um, and across the labs and then you invite you know uh, uh, from your community internally Zena to attend a care circle at Lab X and, you know, lab director from Lab Y to visit uh, the care circle. and So it became very cross-functional and people were really sharing. And then we even started putting internally on the net all the beautiful inspirational ideas that came out of care circles for everyone to share. And this brings me to the R. So the C for community in the South, the A for awakening conscious in the East, and then the R is research-based innovation for... Knowledge sharing. Uh-huh. So we feel as a science company, um, we have a responsibility to share knowledge. I think 400 people with all their years of experience, that's maybe thousands of experience, years of experience. And plus all this new, plus um, all new, new work that they're doing. Exactly. Yeah. And technology. But we have a responsibility to share it, not to each keep it to themselves, to share it with one another, um, to inspire one another, to educate one another. Nobody knows everything um, and to share it with the external world. So whether it's a, a new test or um, internally through a care circle, a new concept, a theory. One time one of my team members said you know, she was going to lead the, the, the discussion and she brought us design thinking. And we started applying design thinking to medicine, to science, to patients, to... Um, to to happiness, to fulfillment. It's very interesting. And, and, And the way it's structured is everybody has to speak. Everybody gives their two cents. Some people don't like to share very much. And some people who wouldn't speak at all after three, four times become very vocal. So it slowly starts coming out. So then you have the R in, in, in the North, and we do a lot of knowledge sharing internally and, and externally through conferences, through
1: media, through... Um you recently took part in a round table yep. um, that involved uh, educational institutions. Absolutely. Called so Tanweer, and you were sharing your experience.
0: Exactly, we, we, yeah. we, we call it co-creation. So so Tanweer is a movement that's coming out of the Ahliya School for Girls and Bishops. Awakening. Okay. Which is enlightenment? Yeah, Maybe it's they're decision. actually thinking kind of Arab enlightenment. Okay. So, going back to the amazing, um, vast information we have from wise you know, Arab philosophers and scientists and medics who really led the way in, in the world. Now, that's sort of been forgotten. As with many We things. have lost our
1: way. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why, I don't know what's happened.
0: Yeah, That's very community and Eastern, right? And community and awakening. And all of that, which a lot of it came from the Arab world, has been shelved, right? So all the schools, all our corporations are just, as we said, taking the Western model and applying. And we're forgetting what amazing information we have in our roots and in our history so that's kind of bringing that back and so we, we've we been going back and forth with ideas in the, in that realm and, and the reason for that is because we our next evolutionary leap is to create an academy which we'll come to. The human capital is the most important, not the bottom line. That doesn't mean not being profitable is, is, isn't, isn't important, at the end of the day we need to make money in but order. who says that uh, you have to sacrifice one for the other? Exactly. So this was the whole flip of the, of the approach, that the human factor is the most important. Um, and then going back to the integral, the, the, the C doesn't work without the A, without the R, without the E, without the big I in the middle of the, the integral self. And then all of these, if the people running these departments aren't becoming integral themselves, finding their own south, east, north, west, and then bringing it to the departments, and then collectively, the organization, it doesn't work.
1: So Can you give me some, now going back to the individual, I'm sure you've changed the lives of many of your team members, and just just by merely asking these questions and provoking thought, mm-hmm. but is there any way or any data you have, going back to the, uh, what is yeah. it, the Europe model, the it the has. west model, Yeah. Uh, in terms of, do you have any data on Measuring. on positive measures, on yeah. positive uh, change?
0: Certainly uh, the engagement has increased with mm-hmm. our staff across the board. Uh, staff retention certainly has been tangible through HR. Statistics. What about personal lives? Personal lives, um, I th- I think from the feedback we get, I can't tell you that it's been measured per se. Uh, people seem happier, uh, more able to, to figure out some work-life balance. Or at least understanding that the energy that they that they bring to the to the workplace and the energy they bring at home don't have to be two separate They're things. They're one and the same. They're one and the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think there's more fulfillment in, in that aspect. In terms
1: of their own health and uh, health yeah. healthy choices and yeah. health for life, how is how was, how was that? That's
0: a great question. We actually worked as well internally yeah. on... Um, being happy increases your immunity. And this yes. is something that we've, we've, we've launched a campaign on our online platform. I'm happy, I'm optimistic, I'm healthy, I'm with Medlabs. Regardless of whether you're a patient or your staff. And so we've tried to, to delve into the, the mind-body connection with healing, right? Yeah. So, so if you're unhappy, if you're unsatisfied, if you're unfulfilled, if you have absolutely no awakened self and you're just going through the motions, um, you do these eight hours and go home your, your lack of happiness will eventually manifest through bad physical health yes right and your immunity will drop yes so because we've also had those discussions in care circles as well there's there's more awareness of you know I'm, I want to be happy I want to be fulfilled and, and the, the two things that happened with that is that people in the workplace had a more positive attitude and how many know, have I, quit smoking? I, I don't know, but that's a great question. We yeah. should we should Maybe send out a survey. Should, yeah. Exactly. Um, I'm
1: assuming, of course, all your like everything is non-smoking. Yeah, of course. yeah okay. yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but I, I wish everybody was a non-smoker. But no, we they, they No, are but I mean smokers. that's something that's easy to measure. Yeah, if they're honest.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's
0: a great question. I know. we yeah. didn't think about that. We actually started sending out surveys called uh, MedLab's Pulse Survey, so like checking the pulse of the staff, where it's an anonymous feedback system where they can just say whatever they want and share their feelings and share. Um, their journey, and that's been really, really positive. Uh, we also created a book. We wrote a book called Pulse, actually, in English and Arabic that sort of takes um, the reader on MedLab's journey, so essentially this conversation in a book uh, for new staff and for other people who want to see how... What
1: other people? Are you talking about the general public? The general or?
0: public. We've had several people come and say, what's happened at MedLab? There's this feeling... But you know, Zira,
1: for me personally, just having this... I'm like, I ne- I'd never knew that this was the company... Um, uh, value or the, like the, yeah. the, the direction the company was going in um, until I spoke to you. Yeah. And you have really, like, if I, if, when I need to do blood work now, I will come to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm assuming this applies to the general public. What are I you doing so. to, I'm sure, conversations like this help, yeah. but what are you doing to really um, tell people about this entire uh, in, in te- integral approach that you have? so public so um, for the most part i
0: have to say it's it's still it's been an internal journey yes because it's been because you really invested in it yeah and and yeah. it takes time yes. to get everybody on board to get the uh, the terminology yes what the, the language it? the language yes integral awakening consciousness this is and yeah. then of course we Arabized all of this right so uh, and, oh,
1: and even uh, inspiration you know like oh. you know for yeah, exactly.
0: yeah. Ilham uh-huh. all yeah. The, so these are heavy yeah heavy words so how much time it's been I would say about four to five years we've been working on this okay um, um, and now I think pretty much everybody is on board. So you have the same, same lingo now? Yeah. Okay. And when we have new people join the company... we 450 people? People across okay. three countries. And when we have people join the company now, they go through a one to two week orientation, which didn't used to happen before. Mm-hmm. And so when I give my... Or my team and I give our, our part on marketing, whereas before it would have been like, okay, you need to tell them about our loyalty program and you need to tell them about... And you know, smile to the customer. Sign, thank now you Now it's, okay, some of those, but then... So we're here to build communities, and we're here to nurture healthy society. And so they, they sort of look at each other like, this is this marketing? And, and it's the same with every other aspect of the company. So they go to the lab, hopefully finding their peers in the same mentality. And so the whole way they approach work, they approach their day-to-day life in the work environment. We refer to each other as family members in the whole company. And the way they treat patients. It's completely different because it's coming from a, from a fulfilled self as opposed to just a, you
1: know, a job that's being done. And even your patients that come to you, energetically speaking, mm-hmm. forget about anything else, will feel the difference. Now, my question to you, will I, when I walk in, will I feel like I'm in Google, and like Google offices? No, you Would won't. you have nap rooms? And <laughs> <laughs> We don't have all of okay. that. Um, What's your, your uh, philosophy about sleep?
0: Our philosophy about sleep is that you need to get lots of sleep, yeah. or you need to get good quality sleep, definitely. Yeah. Um, so you
1: don't have no nap rooms?
0: No, we don't have nap rooms. What so about I'm the sure. email
1: after hours? Do you expect your staff to no. answer? Okay. No, no, we That's
0: don't. Awesome. We, we expect our staff to, to do what they have to do. We have, for example, six-day weeks, mm-hmm. right? So in management, we became five-day weeks. We work a little bit extra during the week. but. For the labs, they have to be open on a Saturday. That's actually our busiest day, which is when everybody is free yeah. to come, right? Yeah. So, but what we did is we've given three hours per staff during the week that are his free times. So and they can
1: yeah. use when, they can go whenever they. I mean, they obviously
0: have to coordinate oh, internally yeah. so yeah. that everybody yeah. gets labs covered. But there's this free free time for reflection and, and, and to do their own thing and their family. And,
1: and can I ask you about your approach with uh, working mothers? and daycare support and all that.
0: So daycare support doesn't really apply to us because, it, you know, if we were all in one gigantic building, um, by yeah, the way, it makes sense. 70 to 75% of our staff are female. Um, we are one of the most awesome. female-centric entities in the country. And that's wonderful. But mm-hmm. it comes with its challenges because, you know, for some reason, births seem to happen together. So yes. last July we had 11 women giving birth. Yeah. So if we were in one place, mm-hmm. uh, it, makes sense. it makes sense to have, you know, I really love this movement of Sadaqa where they're yeah. uh, making sure the law is implemented to, to have um, daycare in, in facilities for, for women in uh, companies over 15 or, I can't remember the size,
1: if there has to be 12, 15, I think. 12, yeah, I think. But it women. was it's just past the too long. Yeah. But actually, funnily enough, yesterday I had a meeting with a very, I mean, outwardly, really liberal, open. Um, so they were complaining that uh, female bosses were actually harsher um, on each other. Mm. And, um, Do you hear that? You hear that a lot. I that. Yes. We, we, I don't,
0: we haven't heard that in our, in our environment. I don't
1: think, because I think you're really invested in what you're doing yeah. versus... Uh, you know, I'm only concerned with w- the looks and yeah. what it looks like on paper and on Absolutely. camera. And, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. But
0: yeah, we definitely, you know, try to, to be as flexible as possible with, you know, working moms and, and various life conditions. But, you know, it's uh, we have to also stick to labor law. And, uh, you know, we try to be as fair and as flexible and open as, as possible. What matters to us more is not the pedantics of all of that. It's just that, okay, if you're coming to do... Your eight hours or nine hours or seven hours or whatever that you're doing it willingly, happily, etc. And if you really need time, there's also because the community internally has become so much more supportive as supportive, well. Supportive, imagine, yes. we they sort of cover for each other more. Yeah. There's more, and as I said, so from the measures you were asking about, the re- staff retention is better. Overall, um, customer complaints have dropped. So sort of this That's attitude, awesome. and, and and I was saying uh, earlier. It's, it's a work in progress.
1: Of course, You're I was, I was just actually coming yeah. to ask you, let's uh, talk about the reality yeah. of the internal reality and also the external reality in terms of having to deal with the healthcare sector that is yeah. not in the best state and condition. Mm-hmm. And um, I think unless we start to acknowledge the issues that sometimes we're uh, a little bit you know, mm. paranoid about, oh, maybe just weary about mentioning. Mm-hmm. I think unless we acknowledge this and we draw attention to that, mm-hmm. I don't think anything is going to happen about it. I, I so agree. internally and externally, if you can just tell me the reality okay. of what you face, because everything you're talking about mm-hmm. um, applies to every other sector, sure. including, you know. So internally, personally. as I
0: said, it's a work in progress. You're not going to walk into any of our branches and, you know, and find la la land. Mm-hmm. Um, we are in a in a difficult part of the world we're in a difficult uh, country in terms of you know there's an people tend to be
1: growing pains growing pains do you there's, call it this growing um, pains or do you call it uh, stagnation n-
0: neither i think there's a there's an underlying concern about just where we are geopolitically
1: um, yeah and well, yeah. we have to mention that you have offices in palestine you have office, offices exactly. in Labs. iraq in, okay
0: exactly yeah. And we have uh, so people are negative in Jordan, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we have this terrible reputation. I don't necessarily believe it's true. I think it's very outward, and if you just dig slightly below the ask surface, ask about purpose, things will yeah, change. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but going back, we, we, you don't you're not going to walk in and find everybody joyful, but you sh- should hopefully find it better than it was five years ago. And it's a work in progress, and we hopefully will bring more and more people on board. Externally, what we find, um, sadly, and which we experienced in other countries more than Jordan before, and now it's increasing, is uh, medical ethics, right? So, so we're very, very uh, centred as one of our core beliefs and one of our topics in care circles is ethics, right? So the ethics we have... Integrity. And integrity we have between each other, but also the ethics with patients, patient rights, what are our patients' rights, and the ethics with the way we deal with the community, the medical community at large. And, and yes, certainly it's a taboo subject and everybody gets very upset about this to, to mention it, but it has to be pointed out that more and more the trend seems to be that some doctors, with all respect to all doctors, um, want a kickback from medical entities like labs, radiology, pharma, uh, etc. And, and we find that that is the, I mean, the epitome of bad ethics because a lab... Where does that leave the individual? It exactly works. O- Against a patient's rights, yes. Because if I'm coming in and I need five tests, and the doctor is going to re- request seven or ten instead, because he'll get a bigger percentage as a kickback, but I'm paying out of pocket as a as a patient, or even if it's the insurance company, it's just unethical. It's wrong. I mean, we've we've heard and of you refuse the, to be
1: part of that. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And we've had doctors where we visit them, and they've said, you know, to our face, well, what do I get out of it? And you get an accurate result. I mean, let's not forget in our sector. The, the doctor's diagnosis and decision for treatment is based about 70 to 80% on lab results
1: so which takes us back to the yeah. the, uh, the idea that you know very soon doctors are not going to really yes. be needed.
0: right so 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 really they should want the most accurate high quality results and there are many excellent labs out there not just med labs but we definitely our core ethos has always been quality. So we have all the top international accreditations. We work tirelessly to ingrain in our staff this uh, sense of living quality. Yeah, it's part of that northern Embodying it. Embodying it yeah. like it's like brushing your teeth. It has to be second nature. And, and why? Not because there's a policy that says, or there's a camera, or there's an audit. Because you care about the patient who's going to get this result. And because you are a responsible human being who has empathy, wants to make sure that this patient is taken care of. And so coming from that, we say to these doctors and and others, like, this is going exactly the opposite of of care. If you don't care about your patient, then ask for a kickback. But if you care, you really just want an accurate result. And sadly, most of these very doctor types who require or request uh, these kickbacks will come to MedLabs for their own treatment. So Amazing. it's kind of they trust. So
1: Zena, do you think, um, again, going back to the idea of wholeness and uh, this integral approach, mm. it's not just the one thing, because sometimes I just focus on, I'm really obsessed with nourishment and nutrition, mm-hmm. I always think, oh, this is the magic pill, or, this yeah. is the magic pill. But really, it's about, uh, it's about every, everything is a magic. Everything is an integral, important part Absolutely. of the, of the operation of the formula. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I were to ask you to give me those everythings, what would they be for you? For what are the elements that make up the perfect whole in your in your uh, thinking, without compartmentalizing anything? If I was just to ask Zena. Okay, so so I, I think a,
0: a balance, and, and as you know, we're actually writing a separate book on this. Um, the You're balance, writing? Oh, yes. oh, you know, okay, yeah. empowering women through healthy li- living. The, uh, for me, a balance, and i think So tell us about so the book actually you now So, people need so to know we have we've, um, we've worked with uh, a, f- a fantastic company called Seven Circles run by um a very inspirational young lady Dina Srodi and she created a series of of books of uh, under the empowering through kind of theme so empowering women through Cooking was the first one that came out. And we, we played a part in that as med labs and putting all the nutritional values and nutritional icons for recipes. I wrote the foreword. And we really loved the concept of getting women to write from the heart and these stories. Because storytelling is a very big part of, of community building. Um, and then yes, out of that. I think
1: there's something that I heard recently. Every human being is a walking book. Yeah. yeah.
0: We all have a story. Yes. And I'm, I'm one of these people who's always believed, since I was yeah. tiny, that everybody's interesting. Yes. Everybody's interesting. You just need to ask. Okay, go ahead. Exactly. Um, So we came out of that and we said, I thought, okay, how about we do an empowering women through healthy living? Uh So back to my values, Uh I believe that if you find your recipe for a balance between mind, body, and soul, Mm -hmm. um, and in that, you know, out of that kind of on med labs came the I'm healthy, I'm happy, I'm optimistic. Out of that, um, or connected to that, is this care approach and Mm -hmm. integral self. But I think if you find this balance, and in our communication we never just focus on lab tests we we focus on let's say preventive medicine and a healthy and well-being health and well-being and we always touch on the importance of nutrition of movement of mental health of spiritual emotional health it's also holistic and the lab and the doctors and the med, that's all that's just one part mm-hmm.
1: so i you said that uh, you know you're training your staff as well to offer a holistic advice yeah. as well so when i get my lab results if there's issues with my cholesterol or or uric acid Yeah. Uh, what is the ideal situation and is that uh so
0: the ideal situation would be that they would maybe include a pamphlet that we have all about cholesterol yes and uh, ways or, or, or modes of living that can help you, you could sit with the lab director who could then maybe direct you to a nutritionist we work with or uh, a gym we work with and sort of to give you a a more well-rounded so you uh, are going the extra mile we are
1: trying to go are you trying mile. to cover for the the gaps in the medical, like in the, what doctors are offering?
0: Um, not specifically, or not directly that way, okay. but we're trying to definitely make people more aware that it's it's not really just like that, there's much more to it. And, and taking from the, your immunity is linked to your mental well-being and your happiness, and you know, it's just a huge area to get people to think beyond, you know, just medicating. I'm personally really against medicating, yeah. I th- or not against it, but I feel like, you medicate when you really need to. It shouldn't be the first resort. And and we're actually working on a WHO project right now with the Ministry of Health on increasing awareness about the huge problem of AMR, which is antibiotic resistance by microbes, right? So we've taken so many antibiotics unnecessarily that the germs have become immune to them. And that's a huge issue in the medical field. So really, maybe 10, 7, 8 times out of 10, you can solve your health problem, at least partly, through other non-medication methods. And again, going back to
1: this whole idea, everything is integrated, because I had a discussion with a guest about Mm -hmm. rheumatoid arthritis. And we started talking about the microbiome and the mm-hmm. issue with antibiotics. It's not that just that we're encouraging the, the rise of uh, bacteri- um, m- mm-hmm. antibiotic-resistant bacteria. What, we, what is happening is that we have destroyed the microbiome, mm-hmm. which is resulting in other conditions. Exactly. The thing especially. is, you know, and you know, I'm sure you've heard this, nobody calls it the health sector anymore. They mm-hmm. call it the disease sector, mm-hmm. because as we advance... We're getting sicker and sicker, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, maybe we're getting sicker longer because we live longer. But mm-hmm. the quality of life, I don't necessarily believe, is improving. Mm-hmm. read a book called Selling
0: Sickness. And yeah, you, you really yeah. avoid it's business. Sicking. Going it's back business. to this
1: idea that the economics and politics dictate exactly. where exactly. we're going versus and human consciousness and
0: our ethos of humanity needs
1: to be returned. Yeah. What a beautiful to the uh, yeah, going back to where we started. So your your components again. So that's I have a, like so a full, what what would they be? What is your s- salad? Uh, made of uh, what do you do on a daily basis that ensures you work on this balance me personally yeah you Um, personally going back to the individual because you're you're a reflection of me and everything Mm -hmm. around us
0: i think i would i would narrow it down to um that i'm good enough right that that we are we are doing the best that we're doing that we are in our core you know good and sound and at peace with ourselves that's very important so what do you do
1: to to get there so literally what do you do if you're like give me a day that's where you address the balance of this. What is your day like? Well,
0: first I think self awareness is very important. Yes. To be aware that oh I'm feeling guilty right now. Why yes. am I feeling guilty? Yes. Do I feel like my I I didn't spend enough time at work or I didn't spend enough time with my kids? Or is it and then to say, you know, stop and recognize that you don't have to have that feeling of guilt. And to, to reflect. I think reflection is something I yes. do quite often. To stop and think and to take things in, breathing yes. is you know, you know more than anyone is a medicine in itself. Um, you rec- meditate. I meditate. I remember from our conversation. Yeah. Yes. Recently took up a wonderful yoga class. Um, really? Really. Oh. <laughs> um, I exercise, so I really, I mean, my, my day is crazy busy, but I I realized a couple of years ago, a few years ago, that unless I'm healthy yeah. in mind, body and spirit, mm-hmm. right, um, nothing, everything else is going to fall apart. So for to be a good mom, to be good at work, to be good with myself, I need to, it's okay. I don't have to feel guilty about taking two hours a week to work out or an hour For to do yoga. For your self care. Yeah. So can I ask you? Is
1: this realization because I think we'll, we just have to wrap up? Uh, did it come uh, simultaneously as you were implementing the care, uh, this the care at work, or was this before I ha- and you were approached? personally? I had it before,
0: okay. but then I kind of
1: it's all lost it. Yes.
0: Lost it. It's always there, but stop thinking about it. You just get into the routine of life and kind the rat race, and then you drown, FF, yeah. Yeah. work and deadlines yeah. and kids, and and then this journey kind of made us reawaken all of that. So, so all this that I used to do. A
1: success story. When I asked you, do you have personal success stories? I think yeah, you are.
0: Maybe I am, and, and others who work with you me are as it, yeah.
1: well. And these are stories that should. Yeah. like Like thank you for sharing this. Yeah. And these are stories that I think. I would imagine your colleagues at work would like to hear I think what personally. we want to
0: do in the next year or so is also get more stories like mine out of our staff exactly. to see where, where they are. And document them. And document them. Yes. And so, what ca- I came out for me as well is a whole concept, which is a whole other book on conscious parenting, which is amazing. It's another discussion for another day.
1: We will we'll um, talk about
0: and it. And that's amazing. And the final thing I wanted to say, back to what are you doing to let people know, yeah. is that hopefully. In the next year to two years, we want to create an academy. An yeah. academy that comes out of Med Labs, not necessarily called Med Labs, that allows people to come and learn about this whole integral journey for themselves, for their community, for their organizations, and live this wonderful journey that we got to live and that we continue to live in Med Labs. Because people have been coming and saying, there's something different in your spirit at Medlabs. Teach us. Teach us. And it's awesome. Whether you're medical or non-medical, you can come and, and learn about that. Well, I'll be there for sure. Thank, Thank you, you so that much, that Zena. Thank you. That was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.